Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. This episode of Oldie But A Goodie is brought to you by Shakespeare Aliens. The Runaway Stage Show hit is back at Gasworks Theatre for Melbourne Fringe this October. Keep listening to this episode for more info on how you can see Shakespeare Aliens. Imagine a year where two comedies enter, one comedy exits. Why are we putting comedies against each other? Because art is dead and not subjective anymore. The Comedy Orama! <laughs> <laughs> The year is 2001. One, 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 one. And welcome to Oldie But A Goodie. Oh, wait, sorry. No, I forgot. We're rebranding this episode. We're rebranding this episode to... Welcome to... Uh, WWE. <laughs> I can't think of another thing. Wow, wow. That's an original one. What does that stand for, Sandra? I really want to know what WWE stands for. It stands for Western... Wacky Entertainment. Because ah! we're doing two comedies from America. That is true. Yeah. It is wacky Western entertainment. They are pretty wacky. Well, they're more absurd than wacky, I guess. Yes. Oh, I'd say they're, they're, they've got some wackiness. They've got some absurdities. They're, they're wacky boys. Okay. They are both boys, I guess. They're both directed by boys. No, I mean like the boys, you know. What? The boys, you know. You crack a cold one. Uh, your name is Zach and are confusing. My <laughs> name is Sandro and I'm confused. <laughs> yeah, well, welcome to WWE Western Wacky Entertainment. It's a bit confusing. <laughs> it's very odd. I, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Don't worry, neither did half the reviewers. Oh, so. no. Yeah, well, this week, That's a good time. Um, I chose the movie Zoolander, but mm. in choosing the movie Zoolander, I went, hey, that's considered the best comedy of 2001. But my favourite comedy of 2001 slash probably all time is Wet Hot American Summer, and you didn't pick it. So I'm going to make you watch it anyway. And we're doing a bonus battle between those two films, because they are both good comedies, but only one can be... The best. Unless you thought Josie and the Pussycats was better than both of them, in which that's that's totally fine, actually. (laughs) Uh, I don't know, like, Josie and Pussycats, like, comparing comedy films is a stupid thing to do to begin with, because they're, like, different humour. Yeah. So they're, like, they're not doing the same thing. Except, like, Josie and the Pussycats was making fun of the industry as well a bit. Yes. So... Kind of like Zoolander, I guess. It was actually both, like, Zoolander and uh, Wet Hot American Summer because it was, like, parodying movies. Yeah. While also making fun of the industry. Well, because it's a bonus battle, 
Um, there's no format. Mm. I mean, there is. There is. There is a format. We go through our thoughts on each movie, and then we do the battle. But yeah. there's no intro slash first impressions. Well, I could just give my first impressions on both of them. On both of them at the same time? No. In one sentence. <laughs> In one, In one sentence. sentence. Uh, stupid people do stupid things. Very funny, though. <laughs> Yeah, checks out, I guess. Yeah, what's your first impression, <laughs> Sandro? In one sentence? Well, you made me do it in one sentence. Uh, damn, 2001, bad year for comedies, but two good ones, actually. I went haha. So you put that on both of the hair review sites, <laughs> you would put that review? Yes. Would you put that on uh, the Pussycats as well? That was also really good, yes. And then people have to figure out which two you're referencing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, no one really... I mean, you could probably assume... Oh, uh, maybe not, because not many people have seen one of these. Mm, uh, so, I yeah. don't know. All right, well, we'll do some first impressions in a second. But first, Zach, um, I chose it, and oh, other yeah. options weren't as good. That is true. Uh, like all of them. Um, speaking of, Born Romantic. Whoa. Four love stories set... In a salsa club. Ooh. Yay, we love romantic stories. Just like that Antonio Banderas movie you made us watch. I did make us watch that. That was a mistake, but <laughs> I didn't choose this, so I've learnt. <laughs> really? That's true, that's true. Dinner Rush. A guy tries to turn his restaurant into a New York destination spot. A bit trendy. What do you think he does to get it on the destination spot? Uh, he puts meals on wheels. Oh, I feel like that's a bit trite. It's been done before. Yes. Like on our podcast where we <laughs> review meals on wheels. Yeah, uh, I made that joke last time. Yeah. And I'll do it again. What a mad lad. You're, you, you're really saying it like it is this week. <laughs> Look. I've watched a couple of satire comedies, and I've got a couple of beers down, and I just- my filter is off at this point. That's right, yeah. If you're a new listener and you haven't heard a bonus battle before, we've done, like, a couple of them on the main show. They're all like this. Uh, these are the loose ones. Unhinged. <laughs> these are loose episodes. Because after three hours of watching pure stupid comedy- and grinding my bones against every orifice I have. I what just... the fuck does that mean? <laughs> I was like gonna say like grinding out like grinding out my thoughts onto a piece of paper so that I was prepared for this episode. Yes. But I just started saying words and I didn't stop myself for some reason. <laughs> Normally I'd like stop, correct myself. Go again. No, no. I'm, I'm not prepared to do that. I have no. zero patience, zero time. I've just got to say it. Unlike you, who should don't say a word. A psychiatrist has to... Oh, the, the, the option was don't say a word. Yeah, that's why I was saying it. Yeah. A psychiatrist has to get information out of his mental patient when his daughter gets kidnapped. Oh, no! Uh, extreme days. Four boys <laughs> head off on a road trip to do some extreme sports. Hilarity ensues. That was your second pick, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, just like the poster is amazing. It just, it looks like everything that we 
just find hilarious. It's so 2001. Every guy on the poster has, like, frosted tips. It's just, it's great. Oh, yeah, you did say that. I kind of want to look it up now. I'm going to look it up two seconds to ruin the recording just so I can... Oh, boy. Oh, yep. That looks like a 2001 group of boys. It's it's fucking great. It even says features the hit soundtrack at the bottom of the poster. So I guess the soundtrack was popular before the movie. I don't know. I've got so many questions. Speaking of good soundtracks, Hearts in Atlantis. Oh, yeah. I have no idea if it has a good soundtrack. I've seen it. Oh. I, I think it was very average. <laughs> okay, nice. Good to know. Uh, Stephen King's adaption about a young boy who starts up a friendship with a mysterious older man. Yeah, it's based off a Stephen King book that's four short stories. Ah, classic. It adapts the first short story, which was a spin-off of The Dark Tower, Except the adaptation removes all references to the Dark Tower. Oh. And it doesn't really work because of that. Ah, uh, that's unfortunate. But l- let's get into the b- 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 bonus b- b- battle, battle. Battle. What should we start with? Um, what did you watch first? <laughs> I, I watched uh, Wet Hot summer oh i watched zoolander first so specifically because i've already seen zoolander and if i really just gave up i could pretend i watched it and then didn't ah yes the classic maneuver we sometimes do of not watching movies that we've seen before yeah we've never done that actually i can't think of a time i've done that i've only skimmed through one movie once i've watched every movie We've ever done. Yes. But I skimmed through one movie once that, because that, I was, what was so done with that? it. What one was that? That was the uh, one where the kid... We we mentioned it the other day. Oh, in the buddy system with, the, with fucking Will Wheaton. Yeah, the buddy <laughs> yeah. system. I skimmed through that. <laughs> I remember also just... I think I fell asleep or something. I don't know. It, it was quite bad. Yeah, it was just so nothing. Yeah. I couldn't bear, so I just skimmed through it. And then at one point, you mentioned a joke, and it was like, didn't you find that funny, Zach? And I was like, ha yeah, I did. <laughs> totally. Yeah. yeah. I need to yeah. go back and listen to that episode. <laughs> just how, like, done I was that it was, day. It was, such, it was such a bad movie. It was, like, really, really boring. Especially because that was the second... Second film we did recording online, I think. Yeah, yeah. As well. Because the first one we did was um, Hot Dog the Movie, which it's funny because Wet Hot American Summer, parody of films like Hot Dog the Movie. So yeah, it's yeah, yeah, quite, yeah, yeah. Quite good. Ah, there you go. All right. So you saw Wet Hot first. I saw Wet Hot second because I know that it's the funniest movie of all time and nothing. Mm. Like if I watched Zoolander afterwards, I'd be like, oh, there's not as many jokes in this. Mm, that makes sense. That makes sense. But what do you want to talk about first? We'll we'll go with your. Um, we could talk about Wet Hot Summer. It's your love child. What? Your little baby. Your little schmackaroo. Ugh. <laughs> All right, we're gonna, we'll, we'll talk about Wet Hot American Summer. Uh, it's a parody of f- films from the eighties. Yeah, it but but it's not like a specific parody. No, it's just like parodying bits of movies. Yeah, while also being its own thing with its own sense of humor. Yes, because there is a story, and it's just a one story. It's not like it's very specifically like it's. 
the last day of summer camp. Yes. And it's everything happens in this one day. Which is amazing. Which doesn't make any <laughs> fucking sense, but it's fantastic. Yeah. Big fan. And loads of crazy stuff happens. Um, they leave the camp at one point and go on a drug spree. They buy drugs, do harder drugs, rob an old lady, and then do, like, meth. Yep. And get meth, go to, like, a meth shack. Yep, they go to, like, a meth house. <laughs> Just yep. shoot up, they get addicted. Yep. And it all happens over the course of an hour. Yep. And then they just come back home and come back to the camp like nothing happened, <laughs> which is incredible. Um, I'll mention my favorite joke, which made me laugh out loud because I was just not expecting it, is when when the child's like, I've got a tattletale on you letting a kid drown. And they just pick him up in the van, drive out and throw him out of the van. <laughs> yeah, that's a great one. They did that twice, which was... Which was hilarious. I laughed out loud because I was just not expecting it. Just sudden boot of a child. I think... I've seen this Mm. film so many times. Um, Mm. I usually, like, whenever something really bad happens in life, I watch this. So the last time I saw it would have probably been COVID, so two years ago. Um, I saw this for the last time, I think... I already know a lot of the jokes and I'm laughing in anticipation for it, but there's one joke mm. on this watch that I must have forgotten about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is when the guy from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, he's driving up on his motorcycle, but it's like a stunt driver. Yes. And then we go to the director of the camp. She's like, whoa, what are you doing here? We flashback and it's the actual actor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They switched the actor and stunt actor for two seconds of filming <laughs> that was it and then for the rest of the film it was nothing yeah it was just two seconds it was great that was um the hardest laugh i had on this <laughs> rewatch i just completely mm. forgot that that joke was in this so you liked this movie yes yeah yeah i liked i liked yes. both the movies i, I thought yes. they were great movies i thought this was a great movie i liked there was a lot of th- things i liked the camp director mm. the story um, their conversations were the most awkward in the world. And um, I like very specifically, it felt like she didn't have lines, which was so, f- I don't know, funny to me. It felt like okay. she like she was acting, she was reading lines, but like it felt like she didn't have lines. Specifically, there's a scene where she's in the mess hall calling names. <laughs> and it's filmed like they just told her to make up names. <laughs> Yeah, that scene's amazing. That's not even important for the plot. I don't know why she's doing it. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. It's great. It's some great stuff. Yeah. The mock training scene. Yep. Yep. With uh with Jean, the best cook yes. in any movie ever. Correct. Um the the Vietnam vet. <laughs> no, it was, that was great. Because it like made fun of like three or four different training things. Mm-hmm. It made fun of like the kung fu grab the thing. It made fun of like the dance. It made fun of just fighting. Like yeah, just regular dumb. fighting. I liked this uh, the scene in the lead up to that as well when uh, mm. <laughs> where he, where he's like, oh okay, you're gonna teach me about this. How do you say it? The new way. Mm. <laughs> it's great. It's great. I love the story arc of Gene as well because they take a throwaway joke, which is he says, 
incredibly sus things and then backtracks on saying those things. He's like, oh, I'm gonna go get my dick cream. What? I, I'm gonna go make sure that spit is clean or something like that. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. He, like, he always backtracks on whatever he says. They take that dumb throwaway joke and they turn it into a character arc. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. I love how they just make characters cheer or boo at will and they don't care, you know? It's just like, oh, in this scene where it would have been really awkward... Uh, nope, they're all cheering. They're like, yeah! <laughs> oh, you you mean the scene where Alan Shemper comes out and does stand-up about how old he is and it's the most yes. unfunniest stand-up ever. Yeah, but, but everyone's fucking bawling <laughs> their eyes out laughing. To the point where it tricks you into thinking it is funny the second time he does it, when he's like, mm, my mm. camp counsellor was fucking Jesus Christ! <laughs> It's just, it's great. great. At that point, yeah, you're absolutely losing it. I think that's a really funny one. What did you think of the nerd? Mm. Because you don't like the nerd stereotype, and there is a D&D nerd in this movie. Well, you see, in traditional 5e D&D, druids don't learn the charm spell, which he specifically references, (laughs) because he wants the girl to play a druid. Mm. But in the edition that had currently come out, third edition, druids could learn the charm spell, um, although it probably wouldn't have applied to third edition because it only came out a year beforehand for the movie. Right. And it was probably in production then. So it actually probably meant AD&D. But it's still okay there because druids do learn char- the charm spell because the charm spell also applies to animals. Uh, yep. In your modern D&D uh, setting, druids only get charm animal and not charm person. Right. Which is why that joke wouldn't work nowadays. But he also mentions that it's a level 5 spell. Um, which implies that it's upcast to level five, mm-hmm. which doesn't make sense because upcasting a charm spell uh, it wouldn't actually do anything to it, apart from the fact that it would be harder to dispel, which might be what he's saying. But more accurately, what I think he's trying to say is that she is level five and thus can cast a charm spell. It's just a oh. weird way of saying it. Yeah, okay. I liked when she called him a douchebag and he said, um, <laughs> douchebags are hygienic products, so I take that as a compliment. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad you asked about the nerd. Yeah. Oh, that fucking scene as well. Uh, so the end of the movie, spoilers, go watch it. The end of the movie is they discover that there's a piece of a satellite that's going to crash into the camp and destroy everything. Mm. And, and they need a random number generator for this thing they've made. Uh, to try and um, push it away from the camp. But it's set in the 80s. They don't have computers that can generate random numbers yet. Yeah, they'd need some sort of supercomputer, which they just don't have. They don't have. But they do have a D20 die. <laughs> yeah, because no dungeon master goes without their D20. Haha. <laughs> that was pretty funny. But my theory, though, mm-hmm. what they were doing, nah, it didn't help at all. What did help was Steve. Yeah. Steve from the Big Bang Theory knew all along what was going to happen, and he used his his superpowers to push that piece of satellite out of the way. Yeah, well, the characters do mention in movie, it was like, 
Are you sure we actually helped that it wasn't just that sudden wind that just occurred? <laughs> and they're like, nah, we definitely did that. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's funny. Like, what did you think when all the weird stuff starts happening? Even, like, characters just yelling out of nowhere, like, at the start. <laughs> she's asking the science guy out and he's like, no! <laughs> just randomly. Yeah, yeah. The characters just kind of go from zero to ten without any warning throughout the film. <laughs> There's, like, one thing where a guy comes in urgently. It's like, oh, the kids, they're heading towards rapids. And the lady's like, oh, why doesn't things say the thing? And he's like, oh, because you're not here. We need to find it. And she's like, holy shit, we need to find it. <laughs> we need to find it. Yeah. That yeah. scene's amazing when they're like, the call, the call, it's coming from inside the camp. And they're just, like, running around the camp, destroying everything. Yeah, they just go insane, whereas... Like, 20 seconds ago, she was calm as a cucumber. Yeah, uh, it was pretty fun. I loved it. <laughs> yeah, good. I enjoyed, yeah, I wrote down the, the like, I said no! <laughs> when he freak, freaked out. I love that conversation between them throughout the movie. It's just the most awkward conversation yeah. I've ever heard humans speak. It was great. It re- it's, it, it's something. Oh, the fucking part when they're both, like, they want to... F- find out more about like what the other is into so they all go to the nurse on camp and ask her yeah. how do i find out information about this thing and she's like go to the library <laughs> she's like oh i need to study astrophysics how can i uh? and he's like go to the library and the guy comes in i need to study camp counseling <laughs> yeah. that's good a couple other th- quick things to mention. Uh, one of the greatest scenes, especially because we did hardball two weeks ago, is um, mm. the sports scene. What an amazing sports scene where the team is finally getting ready to beat those anonymously evil campers at Camp Tiger Claw. Mm. They're finally g- going to beat them in whatever that game is they're playing. But then one of the kids is like, oh, it kind of sounds like this whole thing's been done before. Can we just call it off? Like, <laughs> I feel like our time is going to be better spent elsewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And then uh, and then it's like, oh, do you all feel this? Okay. And uh then the kids rock up and he just walks over to the bus and is like, Oh yeah, we don't we don't feel like playing. And they're like, Oh, okay, cool, and they just <laughs> yep. leave. <laughs> See ya. Yep. And that's it for the sports section, which is just incredible. Um, what else is here? I think that's pretty much everything outside of when we get into the topics. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what did you think of the ending? Uh where this whole time Cooper's been getting up the courage to start going out with his crush. And then they finally do. And then at the very end, she's like, no, I'm 16, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I was expecting it. I was expecting it. But I didn't know what I was expecting, Mm. which is a weird thing to say. I was expecting something, but I didn't know what it was. And throughout the whole time, I was trying to figure out what expectation they were going to change. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. That that I thought they were all going to (laughs) die. That was my thought, that they were just going to... Uh, the satellite was going to hit them and they were just all going to die and that was going to be the end. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, which would have also been funny. But yeah, no, it was good. It was good. It was it was funny. I like specifically when she's like, I'm a... What, we're 16-year-old teenagers and they look like they're fucking 25. It's it's great. It's great. Um, yeah. So what, what would you rate this? Because for me, obviously, it's better than a goodie. I think this is incredible. <laughs> I'd say it's a goodie. I don't know if better than a goodie. Okay. I definitely enjoyed it a lot. 
But I also enjoyed Zoolander a lot. Mm, which we'll get to in just a second. Um, but Wet Hot American Summer, you're saying a goodie. Critics disagree with you. 37% on the tomato mm, Yes, Sandra. What have you got to say about that? Oh, fuck the critics. I never agree with them. <laughs> yeah, fuck them. That's right. 75% audience score, though, which I think is pretty correct. I mean... Yeah, why did the critics rate this so low? Ah... Uh, I it it just I think I think because movies that are just silly are very like they're looked down on a lot of the time, mm. which is a shame because the best comedies are the ones with like nonstop jokes, which is what this is. Uh, I wouldn't say so. They don't have to be nonstop, but a lot of the best ones are. Yeah, like this planes, trains. I guess the Naked Gun. It's pretty. Mm. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of good ones that just have constant jokes throughout. Yeah, but like you don't necessarily have to have them constantly. I guess I'll rephrase my thing: absurd comedies mm. with nonstop jokes look get looked down upon as lesser a lot of the time. I, I would disagree. It's definitely looked down upon, which is a shame because it's a perfectly fine form of comedy. Yeah, and I, I great. found it very entertaining. I thought it was very good. Maybe not. My all-time favorite. Yeah, well, I mean, it's your first time watching it, <laughs> so yeah. But like, maybe, maybe a few more watches, I'll get really warm to it because maybe I'm, I just miss some jokes. You know, oh, I mean, because it's nonstop. It is nonstop, um, and it seems like a lot of people missed seeing this. Uh, this cost one point eight million dollars. How much do you think it made in the American box office? One point eight. Well, you said missed seeing this, so I'm presuming it didn't do too well. Twenty. Uh, Twenty million. Yeah. Uh, the first number is right. This made uh, $295,000. Yikes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Look, no one saw it. Really? Uh, but it's a cult classic. It's such a cult classic. There's two miniseries. One. Yeah. There's like Netflix shows about this. Like Paul Rudd's in this. Like, <laughs> what? How did no one see this? They were all unknowns at the time. Oh, really? Yep. They were all like, if you have a look at the cast... The the way that they are listed kind of shows you who was popular at the time. Camp counselor, top build because she was doing a lot of stand up. Yeah, David Hyde Pierce, who was the professor known for Fraser, so he was in a sitcom quite popular. Then third <laughs> listed is Molly Shannon, who's away from the entire cast for the whole film because they probably couldn't afford her to be on set too much. Uh, where she falls in love with an eight-year-old. Um, yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and then and then Paul Rudd. But yeah, like that's kind of the order of popularity. Like, not not none of these really were popular, which is amazing considering that probably seventy percent of the cast would go on to be very famous. <laughs> so it shows that uh, this movie was quite influential in the end. Yes. But yeah, there is a prequel series, 10 uh, First Day of Camp, where they do not acknowledge how much older they are. It is amazing. Mm. Um, and also features uh, some great jokes. And then there's the sequel 10 years later, which is okay. Mm. It's okay. It's set in the 90s, so it's kind of funny that way. But it turns into like a political thriller sort of thing. It's very odd. That one's very... I think I've only seen it once. I'd be like to see it because I liked the whole thing where they were like, let's meet up 10 years later. Um, and it's like they argue about the time to meet up. <laughs> yeah. 
And one guy's like, oh, I don't know about that time. I've got something on. It's like, you have something on 10 years later. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We'll have to commit to that because I've already moved something around twice and I really can't miss that. Yeah. (laughs) That one appointment. Yeah. All right. Let's get over to Zoolander. Mm. And Zoolander's my nostalgia baby. Mm. Because I have seen Zoolander and I like Zoolander. You like it? I love it. I love me some Zoolander. There's the word. Um, I love uh, it's, it's the the recurring face joke. It's it's very like streamlined comedy though. It's like by the books comedy. Yeah. Whereas I think Wet Hot American Summer goes out of its way to break the rules. Yeah. Zoolander stays within the rules quite well, but it doesn't like. It it goes by the book to make a good movie. Yeah. And I think it's really good because of that, because it follows the rules quite well. And, like, it's got the rule of threes. It's got um, yeah recurring jokes, like, has a villain that becomes a friend in the end. It has these things. I really love it. I, it's one of my favorites of all time, for sure. Yeah. I think the reason why it feels a bit more conventional is because it is pretty high budget for a comedy. Yeah. And, like, the it was very well advertised and it's also kind of kid friendly kind of it's pg yeah so it's it's kind of kid friendly <laughs> i mean the only thing that's particularly bad is the orgy there is an orgy that they have yeah that they have the big sex orgy where afterwards the main character's like when i saw her like between the two midgets or whatever, you know? Yeah. But I saw this as a kid and I didn't really understand what any of that was anyway. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> the thing. A kid wouldn't understand that, which is the funny bit. Yeah. So. Yeah. But yeah, if you haven't seen Zoolander, it's about fashion uh, and also child labor laws, which I always forget that's a part of this movie whenever I like rewatch it. Yes. It's, it's pretty good. It's about the fashion industry and how there's this corrupt corporation that's using kids to make clothing material they manipulate this model who is zoolander um who is one of the if not the greatest model in the model industry i would believe it honestly (laughs) with his iconic blue steel oh yeah a classic classic joke and uh he he goes through trials tribulations he has like a rivalry with another guy wow yes owen wilson it only took us 195 episodes to finally do a fucking owen wilson movie (laughs) (laughs) wow wow so there's this big corrupt corporation and they're doing this whole thing where they're like oh we need to kill the like president of malaysia yes because uh he wants to get rid of all this child labor and so they're like oh we need someone really stupid to brainwash yeah specifically models they do this a lot specifically in canon most high profile assassinations are done by fashion models that flashback of John Wilkes Booth is like, <laughs> yes, he does the look at the end after killing Lincoln. It's great. It's great. And they explain it by saying that they're the ultimate killing machines because mm. they're super well built because they have to look good. Yep. They can get in anywhere because yep. they're famous models. Yep. And 
they follow orders because they're stupid. Yeah. Which Zoolander's like, no, they don't. And he's like, yes, you are. And he's like, oh, I guess I am. Yeah, yeah. Which is funny because the character of Zoolander premiered in like the mid 90s during like the fashion awards. It was like a character that Ben Stiller would play on like these fashion awards. So he was kind of embraced by the fashion community by entirely making fun of all of them. Which is great. Yes. Which is great. It's great. So he gets brainwashed. Meanwhile, there's this reporter. Mm. And the reporter's like, I got to get to the bottom of this. So she follows him around. She finds out all about these evil goings on and tries to get him involved. Once he's finally involved. Oh, and Zoolander has a producer, which is very funny because he's like meant to be super problematic, but he's also a nice guy, question mark. Yeah. I guess it's a joke on how most agents are gross. Yes. <laughs> because he's gross. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's <laughs> disgusting. He has a competition with Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson keeps, like, winning awards. He beats him in, like, a fashion-off. Yes, fashion-off. Where they each have to do a catwalk thing and then copy each other. Which features the best ca- uh, the best cameo in the movie, I think, with David Bowie. Yes, David Bowie uh, judges the whole thing. Yeah. He goes out with his friends um, to get ice frappuccino latte mochahitos or whatever they're called. And then they go have a bit of a, a, a fuel party where they spray fuel all over each other. Mm. They're, just, they're just like a beauty car wash, you know. They're just lathering it on. They're yes. like slow-mo waving these... Slow-mo getting... The suds up, except it's not suds; it's gas. It's it's <laughs> gas for their car, and they just and then one of them lights a cigarette, and they all blow up. Yep, which is iconic. And then Zoolander, of course, you know, gives up the model life only to be brought back in so he could save the day. No, it's a good uh, hero's journey. Yeah, and he saves the day by doing blue steel, but it's just it's a different blue steel. <laughs> Magnum, yeah. It's called the Magnum. <laughs> Um, but it's just Blue Steel that he stops a projectile because he's so good looking. He's got superpowers because of his looks. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And it's good stuff. It's a it's a fun film. I, I think, like, it reminded me of how these movies aren't made anymore. Like, Wet Hot American Summer kind of is because absurdist comedy will never go away because it's, like, so yeah. underground that, you know, it's so easy to make. Whereas a high-budget comedy like this studios don't make them anymore because they just don't make money anymore so it's a shame Mm. because um they're great these movies are great they're just comedy they just want to make you laugh that's it it has a lot of details like at the start they have a lot of just famous cameos a lot to talk about zoolander specifically trump Trump is there, everyone's favorite actor slash billionaire slash worker exploiter slash president slash ex-president of the United States. Slash criminal, maybe. Slash uh, under investigation for (laughs) stealing documents and overall inciting riots, but allegedly. 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 Yeah, no, he's in this. That's the first note I wrote down was just Trump. Yeah. Because, <laughs> um, I don't know. Look, he's in heaps of movies around this time. He just shows up now and then. You know, it is what it is. Yeah, no, he's just there. Like, Natalie Portman's there. And she talks about, like, 
the one thing that would stop me, you know, dating him maybe was he was so good looking, you know, that would be a problem dating him, I guess. Yeah, yeah. You know, which would be, which was quite funny. That's a good one. Who else? Oh, the lead singer from Limp Biscuit shows up at one point. Like, there's mm. so many cameos in this. Paris Hilton is just there. Yeah, she go, she goes like looking good, Zoolander, and he's like, oh, thanks, Paris Hilton. It's great. Um, one of my, I don't even know if it is a cameo because I don't think he was famous at this point. But Patton Oswalt, who, like, very famous comedian, recently he voiced the Crow in or the, uh, the Raven, sorry, in The Sandman. He shows up for like two seconds as a photographer guy, like dance, monkey, dance, and it's like this. Oh yeah, this, yeah, yeah. This comedian that's like, oh yeah, he's there, cool, great. He's here. He's here too. There's a lot of cool things. Yeah, eventually they go to Owen Wilson to, like, hide away because everyone thinks he hates Owen Wilson, and he does, Mm. until they make up. Mm. And then they're best buds, and then they do drugs and have a big orgy together. That's what I usually do when I meet new friends. Um, Yep. Owen Wilson is amazing in this movie. He's so so funny in this. Yeah, yeah, he's great. He's like a... Model slash hippie, yeah, who goes on lots of like overseas adventures, yeah, and does lots of drugs, yeah, just copious amounts of drugs. One of his stories is like I was falling off this mountain and I was I was about to die, and then I realized I had just done heaps of heroin or something, and it's <laughs> like, and none of it was actually real. Yeah, yeah, I think it was like, um, oh, and then I realized how much ayahuasca I've been doing over the last six days, and I was like, oh, that's mm. probably what this is. Oh, the scene where they they encounter a computer, <laughs> and it just turns into like Planet of the Apes. It's got they're just going like smashing the computer. The computer joke. I wonder if kids nowadays would even get it. The idea of like how do you turn on a computer? Because I remember those Macintosh, they were hard to turn on. I never knew where the button was. I always just did, just got someone else to turn it on for me. Where was the button? I don't know. He gets mind washed by the evil doer. What's it? Hey, uh, is it Will Ferrell? Yeah, Will Ferrell. Yeah, Will Ferrell. He's like this world famous fashion artist who is evil and like exploiting child labor for his fashion. And, like, he brainwashes Zoolander by playing Relax, Don't Do It, like, that song specifically. And that ties in later on because it found out that he used to be the, like, lead guitarist of that before they got famous. And, yeah, he uses that to brainwash him. And there's a scene where it goes back and forth playing the song and playing a different song. Yep. And Zoolander goes back and forth between doing high-stakes karate moves... To snap the neck of the Malaysian president and not. Yeah, no, that was quite fun. Um, yeah, I'm look. I'm looking through my notes. I can't find anything where maybe the maybe it's a bit weird laughing at the agent basically harassing random women nowadays. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that's true. At one point, he says "butt squeeze" and then "butt squeezes" a woman. And he's, like, he's also played by Ben Stiller's dad, who is known for playing pretty sleazy characters. He's great. Um, it's it's cool. At first, I was like, it could have been funny if he pulled double duty and played the agent, but also played 
the dad of Zoolander. I was like, that could be nice yeah. if you get your actual dad to play your character's dad. But uh, they got John Voight instead, who has a great line where he's like, what? I'm not some sort of professional TV and movie actor. He's great. Although that would have been really funny if he was like, you are always like a son to me. Or something, like, he says that, and then it's, like, his dad, on the other hand, is just him, like, and they have this whole thing where Zoolander's like, I always thought of you as my real dad, or something <laughs> like that, you know. That would have been pretty funny. That could have been good. But, yes, I did like their choices in the end. Uh, do I have many quotes? All right, all right, all right, all right. Owen Wilson says that before Matthew McConaughey ever did. I'd say Owen Wilson. It's so hot right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, great. Yeah, I love, I love comedy where it's whenever a character shows up one character always has the same reaction always says the same thing whenever that character's on screen so whenever will ferrell sees owen wilson he's like oh that guy's so hot right now <laughs> it's great it's funny every single time yeah it's good um i love that is the, what is this uh school for ants yeah that's a classic classic line look out she's got an egg also a classic line. Mm, oh, yeah, because there's a protest that comes up. <laughs> it, like, throws and hits the dog. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that's something I forgot to mention with Wet Hot American Summer. Every time someone threw something in that movie, it was the same crashing sound effect in the background. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it always made the same crashing pot sound <laughs> effect every time. That was great. Oh, there was also a Wilhelm scream at one point for no apparent reason. They just threw it in there. Uh, the Derek Zoolander Center for Kids Who Can't Read Good. Mm, and other things. And who want to learn to do other th- stuff good too. Yes, yes. We even see baby Zoolander. Yeah, he's already got his first model look. Yes, which is pretty cringe, not gonna lie. Yeah, that CGI is probably the worst in the whole movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they don't actually use CGI, I don't think, except for that bit. So yeah. it's a little cringe, but... Yeah. Um, oh, we get the tragic backstory of the reporter. When I was in seventh grade, I was the fat kid in my class. Ew. Ew. <laughs> Which actually, maybe that doesn't hold up how they make fun of bulimic. Pit, but also it's the characters being dumb. So no, it works. It's fine. It's not. It's yeah, not that's the thing. Like the char- the characters are specifically very insensitive and the worst. Oh, one line that I forgot came from this movie um, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Mm, oh, yeah. Will Ferrell's like, he's just making the same face over and over again. <laughs> yeah. I forgot that was from this movie. That's such a good line. That is a good line. Oh, and then at the very end, we see all the kids at his school and all the boys have frosted tips. Like, all the blonde boys have, frost- mm. have frosted tips. It's great. Oh, absolutely. I love it. I love the style. I mean, that. how more 2001 can you get? I You can't. You, well, maybe- It's impossible. Uh, maybe not impossible because we haven't seen Extreme Days. That's true. We haven't seen it. But, you know, that's pretty 2001. Uh, I, I think that one might be all... Yep, that's all I have to really say about it until we get to maybe the categories. Yeah. Might have a few words. No, I reckon it's a good one. Uh, it's definitely a goodie from me. Mm, yes, definitely a goodie from me. Maybe more of a goodie from me. Oh, we're at a crossroads. <laughs> because <laughs> really I'd put them probably both as goodies, but 
I, I kind of think you'd be good if I was supporting Zoolander and you were supporting Wet Hot American Summer. We got a, we got a, you know, a tense pitched, uh, mm. uh, two movies battling in the arena, you know. I just think that's a good narrative for the podcast, really, so I've got to go with that. A narrative? What do you mean? <laughs> we don't come up with narratives for this show. Well, that's, uh, 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 you know what? These comedy movies has inspired me to mention the comedy that I'm trying to achieve in the moment that I'm trying to achieve it. So Whoa. I'm going to be back in Zoolander. I think it's the better movie. Well, I think that Wet Hot American Summer is the better movie. So <sighs> I'm going to be back in that horse. How do you like them apples? Oh, wait, before we get into the battle, though, Zoolander has 64% on Rotten Tomatoes mm. and 80% audience score. Yes. So higher across the board than Wet Hot. Yes. Still a higher audience than critic reviews, but definitely way better critic reviews. Yeah. Still a bit low, though. Still lower than I thought for something that plays it pretty straight-laced for the most part. I mean, it's it's a comedy. I don't know. Comedies. Yep. Uh, it's confirmed that uh, the critics don't have a sense of humour. They don't. And we don't either when we're watching yes. some comedies. But this one, we do. Uh, this cost $28 million. What do you think it made? Uh, well, I know this one did pretty well because of said advertising and other things. And the fact that I've actually seen it before. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to say ooh, 300. 300 mil. That's my rough guess. I don't know how much around that, but somewhere around there. It made just below $61 million. Ooh, much lower than I thought it did. I thought it did much better than that. Well, because it's 9-11. Oh, right. (laughs) (laughs) So people probably weren't ready for this level of comedy. That's true. I don't know. You want something more wholesome, I think. It still made a lot of money compared to... Other comedy films. Yes, and the home release as well would have gone oh, yeah. absolutely bonkers because everyone's yeah. seen this film, it feels like. Also, did you notice there are skylines of New York in this movie and this was shot before 9-11, but the Twin Towers are nowhere to be seen. <gasps> ben Stiller made a pretty big choice because he is also the director. He made a pretty big choice to, yeah, just just remove them from the skyline, uh, which if you read reviews at the time... Might be why the critic score is so low, because it kind of split them down the middle. Some saying, oh, that's a bit... Why would you do that? That feels a bit weird Yeah, to just remove them. And then other people being like, oh... Yeah, no one wants to be reminded of the current disaster that happened, like, a month or two ago. You know, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, no, he really had a decision on his hands that, um... Either way. Yeah, yeah. No, I think he was definitely right to remove them. Yeah. That is, um, yeah, great movie, great movie. William Shakespeare is known for writing many different styles of plays. He did tragedy, he did comedy. He did tragedy mixed with comedy. But he never did science fiction. From the mind of Rob Lloyd and the pen of Keith Gow comes a play that aims to fix that. Shakespeare Aliens. It's James Cameron's Aliens, live on stage in the style of William Shakespeare. After a hit run of shows during the start of the year, we're back this October for the Melbourne Fringe Festival. Join us for an hour of action, tension and puppetry as our cast of characters try to escape the horrors of LV-426. 
Featuring performances from friends of the show Cassandra Hart, Danny McGinley. Oh my god! <laughs> the two voices you're hearing right now. Hi, we're Zach and Law. As well as direction from frequent guest Rob Lloyd. As an oldie, I take offense to that. <laughs> and sound design from one of the hosts of this show. Do I do commercial radio promo voice? No. Shakespeare Aliens at the Melbourne Fringe Festival. That's October 11th to October 15th, 9pm at Gasworks Theatre. Head to melbournefringe.com.au for more, or check out the link in the episode description. All right, shall we get into the bonus battle then? Let's get into the bonus battle. Bonus battle. It's pretty. Uh, it's pretty well documented on um, the bonus battles we've done before on the main show, and then the many more we've done over on Patreon. If you want more bonus battles, there are so many on Patreon. It's redonkulous. It's. Uh, I wouldn't use the word redonkulous. Why? But only because I wouldn't use that word. Oh. Because it's the correct word. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, there is a bonus <laughs> battle up there right now between three Disney movies. Uh, unless it was delayed because of complications. But there there's definitely is or is not a bonus battle there. If you think this is loose, I assume, we haven't recorded it yet, I assume that one's going to be even looser. <laughs> so, yeah, that one, uh, ooh, it's going to be interesting. But we famously don't come up with uh, topics for the bonus battle, because how it works is we have topics, and then we put points towards those topics for each movie. Mm. Uh, but we don't come up with the topics beforehand, but I did, actually. I wrote one down, only because you said last year... On our bonus battle between three men and a baby and planes, trains, and automobiles, that every bonus battle should have the category of family friendliness. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Family. So I just so I just wrote that down on my list because I remember that you'd said that. That that's absolutely a great category, and I agree. Um, I came up with seven. <laughs> um, <laughs> I took a sip. I almost did a spit take. <laughs> And that's funny because someone almost does it in uh, Wet Hot, I believe, or something. I have the seven M's of movies. What? The seven M's of movies. You know how movies start with an M? They do. But I prefer to call them films, but that's fine. Well, don't worry, because with family friendless, this goes... Oh, yeah, good point. So it could be films, because that goes FM, right? And it goes F M M M M M M. All right, my seven categories are music, mirth, moronicism. Yeah, yeah, okay, sure. Make up, but but specifically, make up goes into like just general effects, okay, as well, like special effects. Yep, yep. Make outs. I feel like you came up with the idea and then the topics in that order. No. <laughs> Memes. Mm-hmm. And most memorable members made mega movies. Yep. Mostly Marvel. I see what you're doing there. And I like it. Most memorable members. Yeah. Made mega movies. Yes. Mostly Marvel. Mostly Marvel. I see what you're doing there and I like it. I like that uh, idea. Yeah. Yeah, no. That isn't the order I came up with them, but I reordered them so it sounded like it was better at the top and they got more silly. Excellent. The second one was originally just memes. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, uh, what do we start off with? Do we start with the family friendly or do, do you want to start with an M? Uh, let's go music. Okay, music. I feel like that's a good 
good one to start on. Music for Zoolander. I reckon we start with that because music, big plot point in Zoolander. Relax, don't do it. Murder the president of Malaysia. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. There's some other good songs in that. I I think there's a Wham song, Wake Me Up Before Mm. You Go-Go. What a banger. Oh yes, when when all the rich models, including Zoolander, go out to get their mocha frappuccino, extra sugary latte bullshits, um, it plays the jitterbug. That's a classic too. I love that song. I love that song. It was so good. Um, obviously there was Relax, which is a banger. Love to love you, baby, by No Doubt. That's a fu- what a tune mm. that one is. Da, 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 yeah, da. Yeah, oh, yeah, I love it. I love it. That's some good music. Um, it's a good soundtrack. Yeah, it's kind of hard to go past so many '80s club b- 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 bangers. Mm. How are we rating these, by the way? Out of five? Yes. And are we doing individuals, or are we just agreeing on a score for each of them? I can't remember what we did last time. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we did separate ones, and it was a mess. So I'm going to say we're just going to agree on a score. But we're both fighting for different of for different movies. Yeah, but I feel like we're both sane men, and also I don't care. So, I don't care um, either. They're both good. Um. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so we can agree on things. So I think for yeah. music, yep. Zoolander gets a nice, like, four or something. Maybe a 3.5. It was pretty good. I think, yeah, I think a four. Well, because I'm looking at the soundtrack now, and one of the artists is called Orgy. They're an American rock band, and their name is Orgy. And because of that name, I think that's a bad name for a rock band. I think the opposite. I think that's a great name and makes me want to go and look up their music. They have been described as... Death pop. Ooh. Never mind, I love them, actually. That's a great <laughs> genre mashup. Wait, so what song of theirs was in the movie? Faces. I, I don't know. I don't remember. It might be the... Or- I mean, it would make sense if it's the orgy scene. Uh, Yeah, no, I, d- I don't know where that's either. But that's a good song. Mm. This is a good banger. Yeah, I can't find where it is in the movie, but it's a, yeah, it's a solid song by the band Orgy. I think four, because it's not, like, the perfect soundtrack. I feel like there could have been a little more there, Mm. but it had some real good choices, some iconic songs. Yeah, I don't love the Beat It remix, Yeah, I think about it. Just play the original. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, they're all good choices. Like, uh, Wake Me Up um, is a song I regularly listen to. Relax is a song I listen to. Like, they're all songs I listen to. Yeah. All right, so a solid four... For music, Zoolander, Wet Hot American Summer, less recognizable songs. I I like the theme song, the opening kind of like sort of thing. I love that. Mm. Um, I love that the, the song ends with two songs made for the movie about a wet yes. hot American summer that don't have anything to do with what the film was about. I love that. Yes. I listened to the credits, and at the very end of the credits, there's, like, a song that plays, and then after that song plays, there's another one, which is an absolute banger of a song, which is just about going and go to the, the, you know, go to a camp. It's a wet, hot summer. (laughs) Yeah. And it's great, but it's, like, why is this at the very, very end? Like, 
people have left the theatre by this point. Well, there is the post credit sequence uh, ten years later. There is that. Mm. So maybe some people stuck around. I don't know. but That's true. That's true. Yeah, I, I stuck around and I was rewarded with that banger of a song. I think I think that's Summer in America by Mr. Blue and Chub Rock. Too hot to handle, too cold to hold. <laughs> ah, it's great. It's a banger. Other than that, the I didn't notice any of the other songs, so... Yeah, here's my thing with the Wet Hot soundtrack. I don't listen to it outside of the movie, because they're not... Like, they're good songs in the context of the film to set the picture of, like, the most corniest 80s thing you can imagine. Yeah. They set the tone perfectly, which is props to them, but they're not iconic songs that everyone listens to. No. Although more people should hear... It's a wet, hot summer in America. It's a wet, hot summer in America. Too hot to handle, too cold to hold. Yeah, I reckon I'll pro- Like, I'm feeling a uh, 2.5, honestly. I think a 2.5 is fair. A 2.5 is fair. Because it does its job, but it doesn't, like, go beyond that. Yeah. Um, But it's still good, and I feel it deserves that 0.5 just for uh, summer in America. Yes, I would agree there. The next one, ooh, uh, let's go makeup. <laughs> uh, uh, yup, kind of unfair. One of these movies set at a summer camp, the other about the fashion industry. <laughs> yeah, but for makeup, I mean just like special effects in general. Let's do Zoolander. Um, yep. It's pretty good. I mean, the costumes all look amazing. Yeah, yeah, the costumes look amazing. Um, I think the set design, they have the, like, spa room. Yeah. Spa thing, where it's, like, this steel dungeon. Mm. Um, you have the random nurses, where one of them's, like, super ugly, but has giant boobs and ass. I did not get what that was a reference. Like, it it might be a reference to something at the time, or it's just funny that this this lady- (laughs) This is happening? Yep. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what that was. I liked how Zoolander had a boner in that scene that has nothing to do with makeup, but his boner starts, like, dancing around. Yep. Yep. That's a thing. It looked pretty big. (laughs) Uh, So I reckon it's probably pretty high. Also, I love... um, I I think Owen Wilson's got, like, some sort of tan on the whole film, and it looks kind of greasy. Oh, it looked good. It looked good. I like the whole, like, makeup thing they do, where they have different costumes. and out- In, like, every scene, Zoolander is wearing a different outfit. Pretty much, yeah. And uh, the evil villain's doing up these, like, models in trash. Oh, yeah, that's his whole thing he's doing. Mm. Is like, there's this new designer line of outfits that are all to do with the homeless and trash. It is called a Derelict. Which, the first time I ever watched that, uh, this movie, I laughed so hard at the first time they said derelict. <laughs> derelict. Because it's very funny. <laughs> it's very good. It's very good. Because they're, uh, they're trying to persuade uh, Zoolander to model so that they can get him to murder yep. uh, the president. So, makeup's very good. I think the set design's very good. It all makes it very believable, and it's very fun. I would agree. Um, The thing, though, Mm. is you're also mentioning effects, and there are some dodgy CG effects in this. Okay. There's the baby's face. There's the baby's face. There's obvious uh, green screen at the very end with the school, when they're kind of walking around the school and all that. That's pretty obvious sort of green screen. 
Um, yeah, but didn't wasn't that like a set? When they go outside, I'm like, I I don't know, <laughs> I don't know. It looks it looks weird. Well, yeah, and that's that whole ending. I'm gonna put all that ending into a big bundle <laughs> of that. <laughs> So that's one thing, Sandro. Can yeah. you name anything else? Uh, when Will Ferrell's head appears on random people, it looks dodgy as all heck, <laughs> but it's also great. So yeah, that kind of adds to it for me. I think really it's just the ending that I don't think holds up yeah, well. I think a, a 3.5 for this one. 3.5. Oh, but the sets are really good. I would go four, like thinking about it. Yeah, you would go four? Just dock a point for the ending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. fair. That's fair. I like uh, I like the set design. I think it's very good. Their money was well spent. Mm. It really brings this film together. Um, with Wet Hot, I mean, they didn't build sets. They filmed on location at a summer camp, so it yes, looks... Yes, but they had good. a lot of fun props. So they had a giant satellite. Yes. They had the scientific equipment to detect satellite mm. which consisted of like four donuts on the four top or whatever stacked on top of each other love it love it um they had the constant like jumper swapping yes i think the costumes and the hair are all excellent they yeah because the thing with wet hot that i think is great as well is it it feels like a movie that could have existed in the 80s it's not like stranger things yes which is the 80s but Kind of coloured over with like a nice polish, you know. Mm. We're removing all the the yuckiness of the eighties. With Wet Hot, there's a scene where they go to a crack house and get addicted to heroin. Yeah, and it's gross. So <laughs> you know, yeah, they don't yeah. shy away from any of the grossness of the eighties. And they're all in like makeup. They're all in just costumes, just for the scene. Yeah, exactly. And that's it. They put in all that effort just for the scene. And the actor that plays Boyle in um mm, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. He gets replaced by an act, like a stunt actor for one scene, and then they cut, and they cut back. <laughs> Which is so funny, because he was riding the motorcycle earlier in the movie. Yes. He doesn't need a replacement stunt dra- It's very funny. I fucking love that joke. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, uh, the guy who's running back to fuck the girl. Oh. He gets, like, super bloodied, and, like messed up and everything and then he runs to help the kids and like they cut away and cut back and he's perfectly fine <laughs> yeah he just goes in the water and it all washes off i guess yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, ken mariano he's amazing in this movie um also 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 amazing piece of practical effects the can of vegetables as voiced Ooh. by the guy who does Bob's Burgers. Oh my God. He does the same voice and everything. And please never do a different voice ever because it's amazing. Yeah. The can of vegetables. It's great. If you want to know more about the can of vegetables, you're going to love the prequel. Yeah, no. Uh, and like, if we're going by special effects, they have that whole scene with the wind <laughs> where the weird robot guy summons the wind. Also, he has weird items as well there's just a lot of aesthetics and a lot of details i think this is a very detailed movie yeah i think you're right oh the scene where elizabeth bangs has barbecue sauce all over her face yes great makeup Um, and every time they cut back like they cut away and then cut back she has more grease (laughs) on her yes I don't know if you noticed that, but it just got increasingly worse. Yeah. Oh, it was incredible. I loved it. There's yeah. a lot of detail. And I think that's what pushes this uh, up. Yeah, no. I think this also gets a four as well. That barbecue sauce looked tasty. Um, mm. 
You want you want to give her a big old lick? Mm-hmm. Mm, I mean, it's Elizabeth Banks. Uh, four for wet hot. I agree. Uh, I don't agree, only because you just said you wanted to lick <laughs> Olivia Banks. <laughs> but all right, what's the next cat? We're just gonna move on. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's go family friendliness. She's attractive. All right. Yeah, family friendliness. Um, <laughs> Zoolander is very. I saw that as a kid. Yeah, so there is a big orgy. Yeah, but yeah, you don't see anything. Yeah, yeah, it's like your family-friendly orgy. Like everyone, because like we get all those shots of them orgasming, but it, you don't even know that that's really what they're doing. Yeah, they're just <laughs> kind of going, oh, it's like part of the comedy as well. And the only real thing is that they like mention afterwards the like the girl was getting double timed or whatever. So that's the only thing, but it, but as a kid, yeah, I also didn't get it. So, you know, I think it's pretty family friendly. Yeah, there is the agent, a bit gross. Um, yes. And yeah, the boner is probably the worst in the film. Oh, yeah, that was very sexual. There's a lot of sexual jokes in this film. Kind of. Well, like innuendos, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's no worse than, like, your average sitcom. No, 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 no. Oh, absolutely. And, I mean, going by other 2001 comedies, it was tame. Oh, Josie and the Pussycats was tamer. Yes. But this is probably the second tamest comedy we've done this year. Yeah, compared to... Certain monkey movies. Um, I give it. I give it pretty high. I reckon it's very family friendly. Yeah. What do you What do you reckon? What would you give it? Three point five. I would also give it a three point five. Excellent. Because there is an active orgy going on. <laughs> yeah. So I can't exactly give it a four for family friendliness, but it's it's the most family friendly orgy on screen. I'd say. And we're not saying that movies need to be family friendly. I don't know why family friendliness was something you added to the bonus to every bonus battle, because I disagree <laughs> that that's a point in, like, why movies should be good. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think if it's good, I think uh, successful, you know? you got to get that money. you got to get that dosh. That's true. When I'm looking in a movie, I'm like, how much money did this make? I need that dosh. Yeah, you know? and for a movie to make money, it does need to appeal to nagging children. Um, Wet Hot is not kid-friendly, but I did watch it as a kid, uh, <laughs> so... I, I mean, it's not too bad. There's a lot of make-out and quite a bit of swearing, I think. It's definitely not made for kids. No. There's, it's, it's... All the adults are pretty adult-focused. Yeah. Most of the movie is about, like, wanting to fuck people... I quote, unquote, she definitely wants to fuck me. Why else would she talk to you? No offense. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was a good moment. So, like, it does pull swears quite a lot. It swears quite a lot. It's quite an adult film. It is definitely an adult film. And also, as a kid, the first time I watched it, I found it funny, but there was a lot of jokes that I grew up being like, oh, that is funny. The more that you know about, like, the 80s and mm. these sorts of movies as well. So, in terms of family friendliness, yes, it's not really appropriate for a lot of kids. But also, 
they won't get a lot of this because they. Yeah, you know. exactly. It's another orgy situation where. Um, oh, which I'm so glad I get to use that sentence. But they're not going to get it in the sense of it might impede their enjoyment. Is more what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, but we're not a talking about family enjoyment, are we, Sandra? We're talking about family friendliness. That's right. Technically, Ben Hur is very family friendly, but kids will fall asleep in ten minutes watching that one. <laughs> yes, correct. Yeah, it's like, would I take my grandmother to see this film? Your grandmother would love this movie. What are you talking about? <laughs> see, there you go. Because family's not necessarily younger, right? It could exactly. be older family as well. Yeah, exactly. It's probably like 1.52. <laughs> I don't know. I love this movie, but it's not like there's a whole scene where a guy humps a fridge. I <laughs> Yeah, but like he hugs, like he's just humping it away, you know? Oh, it's very wholesome. It's a wholesome fridge It's a wholesome hump. humping. Yeah. I would even go so far as a 2.5. 2.5? Maybe even a 3. Maybe. I, it's very... The whole film is very adult, so I just... It, it, it's very adult-orientated, oh, no. though. But it depends. Like, family friendliness. Are we talking a family? It's like uh, your two or however many parents are watching it. Like, how old are the kids? How old are the kids? Uh, they're like eight and ten. Okay. Because I would say that this is fine, like... I think I saw it when I was, like, 14. <laughs> so... Yeah. You know. So, like, you've got you and your partner... You've got your two kids and you got your two grandparents. Oh, your grandparents are in the house. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is a this is a family, so you have to go both ends, which is why I'm saying 2.5 because it's good for half the family. Wait, my parents or my grand? Because I have watched this with my parents, and my dad thought it was great. My mum did not get it, and it was honestly added to the experience. Uh, <laughs> she was like, "I don't get this joke." Okay, it was great. Uh, I'll say yes. Uh, sorry. It was more like your parents and your kids' grandparents. I okay, say. Yeah. yeah, yeah, gotcha, gotcha. You got you got three generations. You could take your grandparents as well, mm. but that might skew it a bit too much into the adult. They don't want to go see this. They, you know, they don't give a shit. I don't know. It's hard because it is an adult comedy, but I say two point five because it's directly down the middle. Because the adults will get it, the kids will be bored. Probably, they'll laugh at the singular fart joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon 2.5 is fine. Yeah, yeah, sure. 2.5, yeah. What's next? That way you won't ban family friendliness from my list of things. I just, it's so, it doesn't, it's like if we do two R-rated gore movies and we include family friendliness as a yeah, topic. Yeah, well, that's great. That's great. <laughs> uh, mirth. Let's talk about mirth, because mm. that's a big thing. The comedy mm. of these films, the big juiciness. So mirth in the dictionary is described as amusement, especially as expressed in laughter. So it's kind of like a yes. laughter meter that you, you want here. Correct, yes. How much did you laugh during each of these films? Let's start with Zoolander, I guess. Z yeah, we'll start with Zoolander. Bits and pieces here and there. It was more of a... Oh, yeah. Ha-ha. <laughs> ha <laughs> You know, it wasn't like an active ha-ha-ha-ha-ha. <laughs> Not that I laugh like that, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> laugh like funny. Jeff Bezos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't like a super loud kind of genuinely hysterical laugh. It was just kind of like, oh, yeah, ha-ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or maybe a <laughs> Yeah, a lot of that. Like a lot of breathing out the nose quite heavily. Yeah, it's a it's a very amusing film. Yes. Not necessarily funny, although I think one of my favourite scenes is the scene where he just turns to the president and starts speaking another language. Yep. 
I remember the first time I saw that, I found that quite funny. Yeah. Um, and I've remembered that ever since. It's just a very memorable joke. I did. I think I laughed. I laughed a couple times. Mainly at just lines that I'd forgotten. You're more dead to me than your dead mother. I was like, that's good. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good. That's a good line. That's a good line. I liked, uh, as you mentioned, Will Ferrell's. Like he's just making the same face every time. <laughs> that was great. I feel like yeah. Like I laughed out loud because I didn't remember that one. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I laughed at the Planet of the Apes joke. Oh, I laughed. That that would have been the hardest laugh for me. Was that sequence? Yeah, because because we've watched Planet of the Apes so recently, so it was recently in mine. We've done that recently. We've done in two thousand one. Well, the sequel to two thousand one, but we both watched two thousand one. I think two years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was very funny. It was very funny. So uh, I think there was some good hearty laughs. Yeah. Could it be better, though? I mean, it's it's not as consistently funny. There are some jokes that don't land, whereas I think every joke in Wet Hot lands for me, but that's just my sense of humour. Also, with Zoolander, one thing I noticed uh, was there was a lot of space for laughs. Which makes me think maybe watching this in a group would be great. Yes. Because there are spaces in the movies where characters are, like, given looks. Yeah, they're just standing there looking left and right while you're laughing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, This is built for an audience. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like it's an experience. Without that, it's a little less because you laugh and then you're done laughing and the characters are still waiting for you to finish. Where this is a group, everyone's cracking up. Yeah, and also we're wearing headphones. So even if we were laughing, not really an issue with my noise-canceling headphones on. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, I can't yeah. hear myself laughing. Yeah, exactly. So I think the this one gets a nice uh, 3.5. I would agree with 3.5. I think it's a yeah. solid... I mean, that might even be what I rate the movie in general. No, I think I, I think Zoolander's a 4 out of 5 for me. For Wet Hot, though, I, I, I'm i nonce. Like, if I'm watching this in a group setting, non-stop laughter from me, at least. Yeah, yeah. Um, this this very much appeals to your <laughs> sense of humour. If, if I'm watching this by myself, I'm still laughing pretty consistently. Uh, not super loud, but louder than Zoolander. Yeah, yeah. I definitely remember distinctly uh, cracking up at the most awkward conversation thing where they were just having the most awkward conversation. Oh yeah. And when they threw the child out of the van, that that caught me completely off guard. It was really funny because this guy's just murdered two children. <laughs> the setup there is Paul Rudd. Uh, he lets a kid <laughs> unsupervised drive a motorboat while he's making out with Elizabeth Banks. And then the, the kid drowns. He doesn't save him. And the kid's Buddy is like, I'm going to go tell the camp director. So he kills that kid. And then he does it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. One. Then later on, he lets another kid die and the exact same thing happens. Oh, it's great. It's it's really good. The um, meth lab was really unexpected. Oh, fucking love that scene. It's so funny. I love the wind <laughs> at the very end of the movie because it made no fucking sense what the fuck was going on. Yep. And it just went for ages. <laughs> that scene is very long and it's great. I consistently laugh with the arts and crafts teacher played by Molly oh, Shannon. Yep, Her yep. just breaking down and crying and this like eight-year-old <laughs> boy just- <laughs> trying to help her to the point where they get together at the end is just absolutely hilarious yeah it's a it's jam-packed full of jokes we can't even talk about all of them like they 
they keep swapping clothes at some point, the two love interests. Oh, that was great. They're like, I'm too cold, here, have my jumper. And it's like, well, now I'm cold. It's like, here, have my shirt. And then uh, he's like, oh, wait, that's my good shirt. I need that back. And <laughs> she's like, now? And he's like, yes, I need that back now. So she's taking it off again. And it's like, that's great. what is even happening? Oh, there's just some random lines that got me like, well, we made it to the end of camp in one piece, aside from a couple students who are lepers. What? <laughs> <laughs> and then you're going, ha ha ha. What about uh, when... I think it's in the awkward conversation. She's like, oh, thank you, Henry, for helping me out. And he's like, please, call me Henry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the awkward conversation stuff. She says lots of things like, she's like, oh, yeah, I love astrophysics. It's my favorite uh, hobby. And he's like, oh, yeah, what's your favorite astrophysicist? And she's like, uh, uh, uh. He's like, just just one, just name one. Uh, what's the time? <laughs> um, oh, uh, speaking of those two, the scene where he's like, uh, oh, my dean's not going to give me the tenure. And she's like, well, then um, I'm going to tell the dean a piece of <laughs> my mind. And he just gives her the dean's address. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's like, what's his address? And he's like, oh my god, you're actually helping me out? Oh my god. Uh, it's 27th uh, Driver Avenue. You know, he gives exact details to the dot. That's great. Yeah, it's very good. Um, another favourite scene is when she is in the cafeteria, and she's like, naming names. Yeah, that one, yeah. But it really felt like they just told the actor, alright, start naming names of yeah. children. And she's just, like, making up names on the spot. And it's it's so left field and, like, doesn't have any... But that one really hit me. I thought it was very funny. That one's good. Ah, oh, just that scene where they're like, the kids are going to go over the lake. Uh, the, <laughs> uh, the rapids. And we just, like, randomly cut to them. The boat is still. It's not moving. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not moving, it's yeah. Great. And they're all freaking out. The call is coming from inside the camp. It's, it's great. Yeah. And then they just freak out and just start throwing shit. Yeah, it's just jam-packed full of jokes. I think this is a uh, uh, four point five. Nah, it's a five, mate. Nah, it's a five. I think I think you would definitely say it's a five. <laughs> it's a five. It's like, name a joke that didn't work, because I've got none. They're all hits for me. I can't think of a single joke that doesn't work. Oh yeah, I was I was gonna be like more oh, the gay jokes. Yeah. that's kind of to make fun of how homophobic those old movies were. And then they buy them a Shay Lounge. Yeah, which is great. Oh, it's so wholesome. Yeah, no, I'll give it to you five out of five. Yeah, it's the funniest movie of all time, baby. Uh, I'll give you five out of five if you raise Zoolander <laughs> to a four. Ah, uh, look, I would rate that movie a four in general. So sure, yeah. There we go. Because I think Zoolander is pretty funny as well. But not quite as funny. You're right. I'm so old. I didn't go to school in the Stone Age. I went to school in the Ice Age. <laughs> yeah, I can't really argue with you if you just start naming a scene and I just start laughing because I remember that scene existed. Can't really uh, argue with that. Uh, all right, we're, we're into the dumb ones. The, oh, the dumb ones? Let's do some dumb ones. Moronicism. So what what do you mean by that? <laughs> how dumb the characters were in the film. Oh, okay. How dumb the characters were. Well, Zoolander, I they're all idiots but the reporter, basically. Yes. And even her is like, she's kind of silly. <laughs> yeah, she's very dumb. But also, Zoolander's secretly intelligent, though. 
he is multilingual. He is. He's a genius when it comes to modeling and stuff because he like does her hair correctly and like things. So he does have a bit of smarts, actually. He is a little smart. A little bit. A little bit. And also, Owen Wilson, he's quite woke, if you will. You know, he's quite a woke dude. Is he? Why? He does drugs and he's very awake. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. No, he knows a lot about the world and and various experiences. He's very travelled, yes. He's very wise in travel. The word woke has been absolutely ruined by the internet over the last four years. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I was about to say, which, what do you mean by woke, Sandro? <laughs> the old meaning, before it became a buzzword for the, the right wing. Yeah. So, are we rating it high if it's really dumb, or low if it's really dumb? High if it's really dumb. So, I mean, Zoolander's like 4.5 then, right? 4.5? Alright, I'd say a 4. I'd say a 4, because it's got some intelligence. Yeah, the reporter, I guess. Yeah, yeah, true. Only right. because, like, everything else we've rated a 4, except Family Friendly. <laughs> Alright, yep. Yeah, 4 for Zoolander. Wet Hot, I mean, they're kids. Yep. But they look like adults, so it's kind of hard to really picture them as kids. Oh, yeah. But no, but literally the girl is like, I'm a dumb 16-year-old. I'm not going <laughs> to be with you. I'm going to be with the other guy. Here's, here's the thing, Sandro. In, in the previous movie, several people showed real intelligence. Yes. In this movie, every character is shown to be deliberately dumb. I can't think of... Oh, well, the, the smart characters who save the day, kinda, except it's the superhero guy, they're still... I guess they're still dumb. The Canadian guy with the with the suspenders, I don't know, he seemed kind of switch on. Explain. Elaborate on the Canadian guy with the, ex- the suspenders. suspenders. Well, he was there with, like, the science crew, and he makes uh, some jokes... Oh, yeah, he's like, I have a friend in there, I don't want them to die, and they're like, you have a friend? And he's like, nope. (laughs) Actually, no, I don't. He was kind of smart, he saved the day. Okay, they built this machine, right? Yeah. With donuts attached to it, and then they use a D20 to move the falling obstacle. Yep. In the end, they don't even move it, it's the wind that does it. Yeah. But he still gets the award, so technically, the scientist guy is shown to be smart by the system, and therefore he is smart. I would say he's Zoolander smart, because he's also very bad at conversations. Oh, he is quite bad at conversations. Like, he's smart in some areas and dumb in other, and also keeps breaking pots off screen. That is very funny every time. Yes. Uh, The guy from Vietnam, he fought in Vietnam. If you fought in Vietnam, you've got to be smart. Like, the guy who fought in Vietnam, he's always talking about how he fought in Vietnam. (laughs) The camp counsellor, not the camp counsellor, the camp director... She has to run this shit show, so she's got to be at least slightly smart. <laughs> yeah, but she also just lets the kids fucking make out with the girls. Like, she lets two innocent boys drown, <laughs> and then two other ones get thrown away. I don't think she's a very good director. She doesn't know about that. She just can't count, you know? <laughs> she just doesn't have the So you're saying call. the camp counsellor cannot count how many kids they have. Oh, no. I don't think she's a smart character, Sandra. <laughs> oh, no, you got me there. <laughs> yeah, she can't keep track of kids. She's letting one murder another, like... I think she's a very good... I think she's kind of dumb. She also (laughs) drives a car to let her camp counsellors do hard drugs. Um, (laughs) Oh, there's the scene where the two adults don't know where to go to get books. Yes. (laughs) Um, Yeah, yeah. 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 They are selectively dumb. 
but they still dumb in areas, but smart in other ones. I also think of four. Maybe even a 4.5, I think. Yeah, okay, yeah. So 4.5 for Wet Hot American Summer. There we go. We've got two left or three left? We've got three left. Three we've left. got a few more. So we got to we got to go quickly. Speed round, the makeouts round. Pew, pew, pew. All right, which was your favorite makeouts of Zoolander? I liked the orgy scene when they were licking her shoulders. Yeah, that's not a makeout. If it's a makeout, it needs mouth to mouth. No, <laughs> that doesn't count. I think they kiss at one point, though, so it's not a complete zero, but it might be like a one. <laughs> uh, I mean, there is an orgy scene so that there's implied making out, but, you know. Well, again, they make out with her shoulders, which is still making out, Sandro. It's like a third of a make out. Yeah, but that's still making out, so I'm giving this a 1.3. <laughs> I hate no. It's got to be point. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck it. We are one point three. <laughs> one point. We can do one point five if you want. One point three. No, no, no. One point three. One point um, three. Wet on American Summer is like mostly like there's wet. Whenever there's not a joke on screen, there's two people making out on screen. <laughs> I say five out of five for making out because the the movie opens with Paul Rudd. Yep. Heavy tongue, the, the lead actress. I'm pretty sure if you, like, compile every makeout in this movie, the prequel and the sequel, every main cast member makes out with each other. Yes, <laughs> Pretty yes. sure. Pretty certain that probably happens. Uh, so five out of five. We have memes. Now, this is hard because one of these movies not many people have seen. <laughs> yeah, which unfortunately I think makes it a biased category. Uh, but so is makeouts. So <laughs> yeah, true. Um, which really, I think Zoolander should be a one. But it's funny if it has a point three. Zoolander, I, I, it's Zoolander. I mean, at the time, it was incredibly memed. At the time, you've you've got two iconic memes. Yeah, that are still occasionally used. So hot right now. Yeah. And what is this? A something for ants. That one is, is incredibly popular. I would also add, um, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills onto that because I've heard that like everywhere. Yeah. That's less of a meme, but definitely still a meme because people say it. It's a quote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More of a quote. Yeah. And also like so many dads love doing Zoolander impressions. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. As a, a a solid dad meme. Yeah. Um. But definitely, I think the the iconic, in general, just for memes specifically, meme culture. Mm. I think that that's so hot right now. And of course, what is this? Is something for ants? Those are yeah, pretty big ones. Very iconic memes. And just Owen Wilson as a person. Yeah. Oh yeah. Owen Wilson is in this film, and he is a meme. He is a. Me- He's also a great actor, but he is also a meme. <laughs> yes. Well, I think it goes to show what a great actor he is. That he is just in our pop culture so yeah. heavily because he's such a great actor. I'm feeling a four. Yeah, I'm also feeling a four. Wet Hot American Summer, I quote it sometimes. Yes. But I think it is memeable, but unfortunately, because no one saw it, yeah. it, it hasn't made waves in meme edge. No, it's popular with comedians. Mm. I know that a lot of my comedian friends have seen it, uh, but but a lot of my normal friends mm. have have not. Uh, so I don't even know. I certainly think it's memeable. It well, the can of vegetables, yes, is a is a giant meme. I feel like the scene where they go into town, 
could become like an it's garbage day sort of scene. Yeah, I I think the the um when the scientist guy is talking about the meteor thing at the very start, he's like, nothing you need to know about yet. And then it goes dun dun dun. <laughs> Uh, I think could be a great thing, just yet. Dun, yet. Dun, dun, dun. True, true. Oh, oh, no, no, no. One thing is popular in this movie. Oh. Um, and we didn't even mention it in the jokes part, but it's like one of the funniest jokes in the movie is when Paul Rudd is told to clean up after himself <laughs> and he does the teenager. Oh, he's just like flopping his way around the tables and the. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great one. That's a great one. That is actually memed. Because it's Paul Rudd and he's the most, like, super famous. Paul Rudd is a meme. Um, so I'm going to give this one a three out of five. Mm. I think it has a lot of meme potential that hasn't been used, but it's still not being memed that much. That's true. Meme potential, I think, is good. And then finally, the best category, most memorable members made mm. mega movies, mostly Marvel. We have Zoolander. Who's in Marvel? Well, Owen Wilson's in Loki. And Loki is really good. Loki is one of the best. I think I preferred the Hawkeye show, but Loki was like really good. I'd say Loki is better than Hawkeye. No, Hawkeye is great. Although Florence Pugh's in it, so I'm biased. Um, Is Ben Stiller in any Marvel stuff? No, he's not. I don't think so. But this is mostly Marvel. So I'm going with, did they make good, like, careers in mega movies after? Everyone in Zoolander already had a career, though. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, wait. No, not all. Christine Taylor didn't, like, she did a couple of movies after this, mm. but kind of fell off. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm saying, I'm saying, did this, did these mostly memorable members... Did they do mega movies after this? Mm. Like Marvel, technically not a movie, but still like in that franchise. Like, did this boost their careers by being in this? Ben Stiller, 100%. I mean, he was already popular, but I think as a director, he got a lot more to do after this. But he wasn't really a member of this film. He was the creator. Yeah, yeah, okay. It's, it's a good point. It's a fair point. It definitely boosted his career. But we're talking about the big fame stars that you go... You watch this film and you go, whoa, they were in this film. Because there's that comedy guy with the um, the scene with the dance monkey dance you mentioned. Patton Oswald. I mean, he got huge after this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think that's a big contender. The evil DJ is played by Justin Theroux, who's in one of my favorite TV shows of all time, The Leftovers. He's also a great writer and director. There you go. He's just in this. I think Owen Wilson is the only other one I can think of that's really... Yeah, well, up until this point, Owen Wilson had done a lot of, like, smaller stuff. Like, like he was in Michael Bay's Armageddon. Because then he went on to do... Oh, I mean, they were both in Night at the Museum, weren't they? Yep, that came after this. Yeah, Night in the Museum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were both in it. And they were, bo they were both lead characters. Yeah. That's crazy. There you go. But Owen, yeah, a lot of his bigger roles did come after this. I mean, the Royal Tenenbaums is an option later on in 2001, which is kind of the arty comedy that he did. Because he's known for either doing incredibly mainstream memes yes. and arty stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I can't... I mean, Mila Jovovich went on to do um, Resident 
evil. She's the Russian. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Russian lady. She went on to be the main character in like the 400 Resident Evil movies they made. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's funny. I'd say a three. Wait, Trump went on to be president. Yeah, but uh, he wasn't really like a cast member of the film. No, true. Right? True. He was a. I'm not counting guest appearances. I guess that would cut out uh, the... Uh, that would cut out Patton Oswald. <laughs> yeah, Patton Oswald, unfortunately. But also I don't count Trump because also he didn't go on to make movies afterwards. He became the president, which is different. But we could say this movie did contribute to that. Yeah. But he, he is disqualified because he's not a member. He's not a member of the cast. So yeah, then it would be Owen Wilson, uh, Mila Jovovich. I mean, Will Fair, he, he was already like SNL. He was huge. Anchorman came after, but he was still popular at the time, I reckon. Still really popular. Three out of five. I think three is fair. So Wet Hot, obviously Paul Rudd. He's Ant-Man. He's Ant-Man. He is part of the Avengers. Yep. He's also one of the funniest and nicest guys in the world. In the world. So, yeah, like, he is great. Big, big ups to him. Seeing him, I was like, holy shit, that's Paul Rudd. <laughs> yeah. He said this, he yep. said this shit. Uh, speaking of Marvel, we got Rocket Raccoon, Bradley Cooper. Oh, yeah, 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 yep. He's in this. He's barely in this. He's barely in this. He comes back for the prequel. He doesn't for the sequel. He gets recast in 10 years later. They make up a funny line saying he got, like, his nose done. <laughs> it's a <laughs> right, whole new yeah. actor. Yeah. Uh, but he was filming Guardians 2 when that came out, I think. So, you know, fair enough. Yeah, no, no. So, big stuff. Mm-hmm. You've got Elizabeth Banks went on to write and direct the entire Pitch Perfect series. Yep. She's in so many ma amazing movies. Spider-Man trilogy. Uh, she was in a movie recently that I saw in the film festival called Cold Jane, where someone passed out in the theater during an abortion sequence. Mm -hmm. um, she's, she's great. The guy who plays Boyle from 99. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's his name? What's the uh, actor? Joe Lotrugello. Yeah. Joe. My boy Joe. When I saw him, I was like, Boyle! Boyle's in this! <laughs> oh my god! I've written it down, Boyle. I should have looked up the actor's name, but I just wrote down Boyle! Yeah. Well, he's he's in a sketch group with a lot of the other people in this movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they all kind of came up together. It's I just him. Thought it was, uh, I just thought it was great to see him. Yeah, no, it's him. It's the director who... He usually stars in a lot of the stuff he does, but he's not in this, interestingly enough. It's him. Uh, the guy that plays Coop also wrote the movie. Yeah. Um, and Ken Marino as well. They all make heaps of stuff together. They made a great sitcom called Children's Hospital, which is one of the funniest sitcoms ever. Um, highly recommend watching that. They made a... With Ben Stiller, they made a parody of The Bachelor called Burning Love, which is fucking hilarious. Instead of giving the contestants roses, they're like, Ma'am, will you have my hose? <laughs> it's dumb. <laughs> it's really dumb. And Ben still is there as like the three-time Bachelor winner or something stupid. <laughs> it's great. It's great. Oh, yeah. I forgot in Zoolander, they have Mr. Fabioso there for one scene getting an award, which I thought was pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. But does say mostly Marvel, Sandra. Because we are Marvel simps, as it's well known. Yeah, um, sometimes. Uh, just mostly you. What? Um, and um, I mean, I watch it all. <laughs> and sure. there is two main Marvel characters 
in this film. In this film over Zoolander, yeah, Paul Rudd and Bradley Cooper. So I'm thinking four, maybe even 4.5, but that might be pushing it. Yeah, I mean, it's not like it's not like the entire cast went on to do better things. Yeah. Like some of them, the guy that plays JJ with like the longer hair, he's great, but he doesn't do much. But I think it's surprising seeing as this doesn't seem to be such a big film to watch things that these like main actors that I see nowadays just everywhere. Oh, Amy Poehler from Parks and Rec. Oh, yeah, She's yeah. in this as well as the as one of um, the dance people alongside Bradley Cooper. She's huge. Yeah, yeah. She's huge now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, what? what is that character? What's the person doing there? What? <laughs> yeah. What's this film? Why is he in this? <laughs> like, because in Zoolander, it's like deliberate. They put in super famous people. Yep. That's like their whole thing. Whereas this, they were like... They just got these actors that they thought was pretty funny, you know, and it turns out they were very funny. Yeah. And they've gone on to be very funny. So I'm thinking four. I'm thinking four too. Oh, yeah. And also the voice of the can of vegetables went on to become Archer and Bob from Bob's Burgers and Carl and Family Guy after this movie. That'll happen after this movie. Mm. We say 4.5? I, I I don't know. I think it's a pretty consistent cast. What about 4, 4.3? 4.3 is good. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, there you go. I think 4.3 is a good one. Perfect. I am now going to tally up the scores and see what these got. Oh, I've got a fill for time. I forgot that's a part of the bonus battles is when the other host has to fill for time while maths are being done. I was too busy taking a sip of my lovely ginger ale and whiskey. Did I mess up my calculations? I might have. One second. Oh, it's that popular part of bonus battles where we redo the calculations. I do it every time as well, actually. Uh, it's quite a famous part of the show because um, uh, usually at this point in the bonus battle, uh, you know, we're down a couple. Nope, I did them correct. All right. I thought I was wrong, but I was actually right. And it's a shocking development. Mm. That's a complete upset. Um, yeah, well, oh, my. Oh, my. Now, Sandro. Yes. You've always claimed that Wet Hot American Summer was the best comedy. Mm, no. No, no, no. The funniest comedy of all time. Not the best comedy. It's the funniest oh, comedy of all the time. The funniest comedy of all time. Yes. It might not be the best. Maybe one is better. Maybe Doctor Strangelove is better. But, yeah, you know. Okay. Uh, okay. What about... But Zoolander is said to be the best comedy of 2001. It is. Yeah. Are you saying it is? Are you confirming that it is better? I I'm saying that people who are wrong consider it to be the best comedy of 2001. <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, well... It looks like we've done the science tonight. Ooh. And you, Sandro, <gasps> ah, <gasps> unfortunately... No! Correct! Woo! <laughs> because losing with 7.8, because of the 0.3 and the 0.5, uh, is Zoolander. Yeah, wow, okay. Yeah, which is much lower than I thought it would score, but... I mean, you came up with the categories. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I feel that's fair, because... With a solid three-point lead, yeah, is Wet Hot American Summer with thirty point eight. Oh, thirty point eight on that one too. Yes. That's interesting because I think um, only a three-point difference makes sense because they're both really solid. So you know that's good. Yeah, they're both really solid films that scored really highly. I feel so. So because of that. Do we give both movies better than a Goody Awards? I'll be down for that. Yeah, sure. 
We don't have an award this year that we just give films that are better than a goodie. I mean, Clouded by Nostalgia technically works as I'm Clouded by Nostalgia mm. for Wet Hot and you're Clouded and by you Nostalgia. you want to give it an award and I'm Clouded by Nostalgia and I want to give this one an award. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. Clouded by Nostalgia Award. Yay! Yay! Perfect. Oh, they both get it because they're both great. And if you haven't seen any of them, we just ruined a bunch of the jokes. But I think it's still funny. Go watch it. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, all you guys, gals, and non-binary pals. I'm Nick. And I'm Maddie. And, and we're, we're the hosts host of, of WTF, WTF is Happening. Australia's number one pop culture podcast, as voted by our mums. We're here to be your weekly 60-minute pop culture catch-up. You can expect stories from our personal lives that basically guarantee we'll never get a date. Legendary guest interviews where we find out which cultural moments shaped their lives. And honestly, just a touch of, like, chaotic, frantic energy. Now, as soon as you're done with the iconic podcast you're listening to right now... Go and listen and subscribe to us. Agreed. Cute. <laughs> Well, that, that, what a bonus battle. What a bonus battle. Uh, we will get into some reviews in a second, but if you love bonus battles, you want to hear more of them. We've done heaps on uh, the main show last year. Uh, three men and a baby and trains, planes and automobiles was a, a lot of fun. Go check that out. I think we did Jaws 4 and Superman 4 as well, didn't we? Oh, God, don't remind me. That was a painful one. Um, but we, we've done a bunch over on Patreon too. That Disney one is out now. Oh, yes. We also did a kids film from 1984 bonus battle with Kid Koro and Cloak and Dagger. That was a thing. <laughs> I did like Cloak and Dagger. And modern day video game bonus battle mm. with Uncharted versus Resident Evil, the new one. Those are up on Patreon if you like the bonus battle uh, now that that's done. And I reckon that was a fun one. But let's get into something else, something different, but something that also has points. Whoa, it's time for radical reviews. Whoa, what a trip. It's Radical Reviews. Hey, what's up, fellow reviewers? It's the time where we go back to the best, most rad, most fly, most hip to the kids place. That's right, it's Rotten Tomatoes. And we're getting the reviews from definitely not the reviewers this week because they are, by our definition, science has been done. Mm. Objectively wrong. Yeah, it's true. It's it's so low. Thirty six percent. I think they gave wet for hot. wet hot. I yeah, look, which is just a, a disgrace. That's a shame. But seventy five audience because it's the audience. They they know what's up. They know what's up. Um, this week though, of course, we have two movies. Mm. So I've put in a little extra. There's a little extra reviews, which is great because we've already gone like fucking forever on this episode. I already knew this was going to be a long one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this is a long episode. Uh, I've grabbed reviews from both movies yep. and put them in. And so Sandro not only has to guess the score mm-hmm. when I tell him the review, 
which is between 0.5 and 5. That's true. No point threes allowed, so... <laughs> no, not in this smart system. Not in this economy. Not in this economy, no. But he also has to guess which movie, therefore. Yes. And I've gotten eight reviews. Ooh! But two of them... <gasps> I have made. Oh, my, how devilish. I know, because there's two movies, so I made two reviews. Mm. All right, we have William, who says... Man, everyone in this film was stupid. God damn it. All right. <laughs> oh, this is going to be fun. Uh, God damn, everyone in this movie was stupid. I mean, when you're watching Wet Hot American Summer, if you're not on that movie's bad, like wavelength, mm. I find it hard to picture someone watching Wet Hot American Summer and getting annoyed that characters are stupid, because that's the whole point. Whereas with Zoolander, I can see someone getting annoyed at how stupid characters are. So I'm going to say Zoolander. Okay. In terms of the score, if it's Zoolander and you don't like that they're stupid, you're probably not going to like the movie. So I will say probably a uh, two. Two two out of five. And it's Zoolander. And it's Zoolander. Ah, well, it was actually 4.5. And it was for Wet Hot American Summer. Ooh. Ooh, not a good start for Ooh. you. Not a good start for oh, you. Those two points, I want them. I thought you could tell by that review that it was clearly sarcastic and they enjoyed it, you know? You didn't read it like that. <laughs> <laughs> I manipulated you <laughs> like I always do. Amelia says cringeworthy, even if fun. Fucking hell. These are all going to be <laughs> impossible. Uh, all right, all right. Well, we're sticking with what, we're, with what I did last time. Cringeworthy, even if funny. Was that it? Uh, cringeworthy, even if fun, smiley face. Even if fun, smiley face. Uh, I guess Wet Hot's kind of cringeworthy, maybe. There's like the awkward conversations, but there's so much weirdness in there that I don't think you can call it cringeworthy. So I'll go Zoolander, and I'm going to say fun, smiley face. Feels like a three. Ooh, you were close. It's two out of five because mm. it's cringeworthy. But they were trying to be nice about it. Okay. But it was Zoolander. Yes. So there you go. You got a point. There You're we go. on the go. board. There we go. There it is. Uh, we have Cassie, who says, Amazing. Your life will never be the same. The most moving piece of cinema since Gone with the Wind. <laughs> I mean, as much as I would like to say that the, 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 the comparison to uh, Gone with the Wind uh, kind of uh, you know, ha- hasn't aged well in terms of some race stuff, as much as I would love, like to draw the comparison <laughs> between that and Zoolander, <laughs> um, I feel like this is probably for Wet Hot, because I feel like someone who enjoys Wet Hot would make that joke. <laughs> yeah. Of yeah, like, yeah. it's so moving. It brings a tear to my eye. So I'm going to say Wet Hot. Okay. Five out of five? No, four. Four out of five. Oh, you're going four? Are you sure? Yeah, I'll go four. I'll go four. Okay, because it's five out of five. You're right. You should have gone with your guts. Damn it. Damn it. But your gut was correct about it being wet, hot American summer. There we go. If I went with my gut, two extra points, but only one. There we go. Uh, We have DL, who says, ignore the critics. This film is a total hoot. Okay. Well, it's a overall positive rating on Zoolander from the critics. So it's got to be wet hot. A total hoot doesn't give me five out of five vibes. It gives me 3.5 out of five vibes. So wet hot, 3.5. Oh, you're so close. It's four out of five. Yeah. 
But it's for Zoolander. Oh, what? <laughs> they said ignore the critics because it's 66%, Sandro, and that's still too low. That's not negative. That's the actually... The audience is 80%. I mean, 66 to like 75 is pretty average for Rotten Tomatoes. Oh. Sandro, Sandro, you were thinking logically, but you forgot one step, Sandro. Oh, everyone's is... dumb on the internet. Uh, okay, you forgot two steps. One, everyone's dumb on the internet, and Zach's going to specifically try and manipulate you, remember? You should have been like, oh, but that's what Zach wants me to think. I'll tell you what, I don't know which one's yours yet. I, did, I honestly wouldn't <laughs> say any of these have been yours I, so far. I can far. tell you that at least one of mine has gone through already. Oh, damn. All right. All right. I'm going to think. <laughs> God damn, the stakes are high. Andrew says, I made it halfway before giving up. I think this is one you had to grow up with to enjoy today. It was pretty unfunny. And uninteresting. Oh, one star. I'll lock that in straight off the bat. One star. You know, that's not the lowest you can go, remember, Sandro? Yeah, but also, like, from experience, 0.5 is usually people who have, like, exclamation marks and then making wild claims. That person seemed quite like they've actually thought out their opinion a bit more. So, you know, more, more of a one. I mean, they made it about halfway before giving up. Yeah, actually, yeah, you're right. If you haven't finished it, it's probably 0.5. But you're trying to manipulate me, so it's a one. Um, and, and what I movie... never. What movie, you have to have grown up with it to find it funny, makes me think Zoolander. But the but someone stopping it halfway through makes me think Wet Hot. Because <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a very specific style of comedy. I'm going to go Wet Hot. I'll go, I'll go for one star on Wet Hot. I thought I was going to get you with that thinking it was Zoolander. But it was wet hot. It yes. was wet hot. You did yes. get that right. Unfortunately, it was 0. 0.5. <laughs> ah. You fool, you fell for my trap. So evil. Yes. Uh, we've got a couple more to... <laughs> we've got a couple more to go. <laughs> I'm, I'm leaving that in. I don't know. <laughs> we have Elijah who says, Good movie. I first say it, I think he meant saw it. Yeah. I first saw it on cable after I saw it. I kept on watching it because I love this movie that much, but it has been a while since I have seen it. For a second, I thought like he was saying, um, I watched it on TV after I had seen it. I was like, the movie It? No, <laughs> like, no, no. The, fir- the 90s Stephen King adaptation? <laughs> I first saw, not say, I first saw it on cable, and after I saw it, I kept on watching it because I love this movie that much, but it has been a while since I have seen it. There is no way it's wet hot. I I don't believe that movie gets shown on cable. Because no one knows about it, really. It's it's definitely a cult classic, and I don't think they play cult classics on TV. Uh, Aside from on Channel 7. Here in Australia. Uh, yeah, so Zoolander feels like a cable movie that you'd watch over and over again as a kid or a teen or however old this person was. I, I'll go five out of five because they don't... The, their, their proficiency in the English language when it comes to writing 
seems quite limited. Are you saying because they're dumb, they rated it five out of five? Well, a lot of the time, yeah. The a lot of the time, Are people you insulting who, Elijah's intelligence. A lot of the time, people who rate five out of five don't have the smartest of reviews. Wow, Sandro. Wow. And maybe you should have learnt from watching Zoolander that. Even the dumbest people can be smart because they rated it 4.5, Sandro, you fool. You should have learned from Zoolander, which was the movie that they were rating this definitely. Ah, yes. But you should have learned that they're actually kind of of smart. A real Zoolander fan would have given it 4.3. Yeah, but they physically couldn't. Maybe that's what they were trying to do. (laughs) Maybe. But they were so dumb they didn't realise it was (laughs) 0.5. Yeah, yeah. Ben. A person recently asked me, what movie made you laugh the most? And this is the answer. It's wet hot. (laughs) (laughs) It's wet hot. Okay. It's the funniest movie of all time. Uh, It's wet hot. I'm going to say it's probably four. Are you sure? Four. Yeah. Part, yeah. Because it's not like a raving review, Mm -hmm. it's kind of scaled back. I'm thinking four. But again, if it's like the movie that made you laugh the most. But people don't think that comedy, like people don't think that comedy is That's true. worthy of super high ratings just in general. That is a true fact. I'll go four. I'll go four. Ah, uh, it's 3.5. It's 3.5. Oh, wow. Okay. The most they've ever laughed and they rated a 3.5. Uh, that's what's wrong with society right there. For Zoolander. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. <laughs> Do you know why? Because they probably haven't seen Wet Hot Summer. Because no one's seen the movie, Sandra. It's true. They rated Zoolander a 3.5, but it's the, the most... The funniest thing the they've seen. The movie that made them laugh the most. I uh, don't understand, ben. ben. No, that's very silly. <sighs> Speaking of very silly, Sandra, it's time for the final one of these. Are you ready? Oh, no. If it's very silly, it's yours. <laughs> This review is by Zach. Oh, and it's not you then. <laughs> he says, Hey, Sandro, it's Zach. Fuck you. Good luck guessing the movie for this. Bitch. <laughs> Winky face. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I, what, what, what a meme. Well, I... Okay. <laughs> what, what movie could this person, this Zach fella, be referring to? This seems a bit weird and specific for this movie that they're referring to. <laughs> Look, it's you, so that that's a point. Oh, what? <laughs> You've basically given me a point <laughs> right there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but what movie? Yeah, well, by answering that question, I'm going to need to ask you a question first. Mm. What movie was the review uh, 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 mentioning that you, you should ignore the critics for. That was for Zoolander, right? Mm-hmm. So therefore, that being your review, <laughs> mm. specifically to manipulate me mm. into guessing that it was for Wet Hot, the Ignore Your Critics review was yours. This one's also yours. This one has to be for Wet Hot American Summer. I feel like you would probably give us a four. Okay, well, first off, you don't know if it's my review. We haven't guessed yet. Second off, they rated this a five out of five. Oh, okay. And it was for Wet Hot American yes. Summer. Son, at least I got one point. You gave this five out of five? Is that 
correct? Uh, not, uh, I'd probably give it like a 4.5 yeah, or a okay. 4, you know, but I wanted to fuck you up, you know? That's, this was the, hey, Sanjo, it's Zach, fuck you. Good luck guessing the movie for this bitch. I also had wrote down, you could be an ass and just change it <laughs> to, to whatever he doesn't guess, but I, I wasn't going to do that to you. Okay. All right. But so, it was for Wet Hot, right? Yes, it was for Wet Hot. So that's another point. So I've got six points. And your other review was Ignore the Critics, right? That was yours. No. No, it was not, Sandro, you fool. Mine was the very first one, which was also for Wet Hot, which said, man, everyone in this film was stupid. You made two reviews for Wet Hot American (laughs) Summer. (laughs) Fucking hell. (laughs) Ah, you fool. What a meme. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't even review Zoolander. Who gives a shit? Uh, only six points. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> hey, that's almost half the points you could have gotten. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Well, that's the whole episode. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, <laughs> this has been a fun one. Uh, if you like the show and want to help us out, uh, just telling a friend. I mean, that helps miles. Mm. Is that something people say? Right. Uh, is now. Yeah. Miles! It helps Miles uh, get the show out in front of more people. Also, reviewing us on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on on whatever app you use, if it allows that. Yeah, fucking commenting on YouTube. I don't care. That helps as well. Uh, and we appreciate everyone who does that. Um, we are on the socials. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. Maybe TikTok soon. Yeah! With some clips and stuff. I've been thinking about that for a while. And Patreon, we've already mentioned it, so I'll just say it's there. Link in the episode description if you've got some spare cash hanging around. uh, That really helps out the show, buy equipment that needs upgrading, etc. Thanks to Josh Cake for our theme song. Thanks to That's Not Canon Productions, our network. Um, Check me out on Twitch. Check out my other podcast, Ants. Check Zach out on... His personal Facebook. <laughs> what? Why would you do that? Don't do that. Don't do that. Check out me when I'm relevant at some point, which I will be hopefully this year at least. On Twitch. Yes. Yes. I'm bad at social. I'm bad, I'm bad at social apps, mm. I've realized. I'll hop on them and I'll use them for maybe a month. And then I'll just not. I'm done with them. Yeah. You're kind of like me. You only use Messenger. But that's not really a social app. That's just like, I need to message a friend of mine so I can be social in real life. Yeah. It's like, like I also text people. I also use Discord. You know, like, so it's not the only thing I use. But yeah, still. Sandro, speaking of messaging... Yes. I need a message in the form of, I need to know, you need to tell me, you need to give me the info via a message. Oh. What movie we're going to be doing next week. Well, it is your choice. So what, what, what am I, cho- t- tell me my choice, that, that was leading up to you telling me the choices. Yeah, no, I'm getting to it, all right? Okay. <laughs> I think, is this the first episode in October? It is. It's our first October episode. We're, we're, we're getting into the spooky season. Of spooky October. Well, I hope you've got some extra spooky movies. Episode 200's in October as well. We've got to figure out what we're doing Ooh. for that. Oh, yeah, we've got to figure that out at some point. God. I hope we don't do something stupid and contrived. Uh, not again. Last time on episode 100, we definitely did something dumb. <laughs> yeah, yeah. God, I sure hope we're not going to do something stupid. Exactly. But no, no, no. Uh, that's all in the future. Who cares? The future, you're dumb. We're more about 
the choices. That's what we like. And you've got a bunch of options. Hopefully spooky ones. Let's go. Well, the first one is spooky. It's called Joyride. Ooh. It's co-written by J.J. Abrams. <gasps> Ooh. Very spooky. Because yeah. he helped revive Star Wars and then made the worst Star Wars film in episode nine. Still gives me nightmares. So terrifying. So scary. Uh, that's a movie about a bunch of people on a road trip. They prank a truck driver. <gasps> oh. The truck driver then starts to violently pursue them on the streets. <gasps> oh my god. Spooky truck driver man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just imagining that scene from that one movie we did with the aliens. Oh, the jump scares with the cars. <laughs> That's what I'm imagining this movie is. Damn, that movie's got 74% on Rotten Tomatoes. I- even if you don't pick it, I might just watch it. That sounds great. Oh, oh okay. The yeah, alternative yeah. title is Roadkill. That's kind of fun. Ooh, yeah, okay. That's a bit more spooky. All right, yeah. I'm with you now. Very spooky. You've got, you've got Max Keeble's Big Move. <laughs> okay, what's, what's this? Sounds like a sequel, which is, I'm less inclined. True. When he learns that he's about to move towns... Max attempts to get even with those that bullied him and his friends. Oh my. Yeah, he, 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 he wants revenge. Next. Next is ooh, a very scary movie. It's called Serendipity. It is a John Cusack and Kate Beckinsale rom-com about a New Yorker and a British person who reunite after many years apart. You've got... Training Day. Ooh. It's about a very eventful day in the life of uh, the LAPD. Oh, yeah. As Denzel Washington, as a detective, has to train Ethan Hawke in the way of the laws and crime and terrorism and stuff, probably. Nice. Not spooky, though. No, not spooky. Not spooky. Uh, And then your final option is Tremors 3. Back to perfection. Ah! Ah, okay. Now, I did say I wouldn't do a sequel, but (laughs) I have seen the first Tremors, I think. Okay. It's been a long time. Ah, Well, Tremors, if you don't know, uh, Zach, as you know, Mm. it is a uh, comedic monster horror action movie Mm. thing. A true proper horror thing. As much as I love creepy trucks yes oh you don't even want to know what tremors 3 is about i don't give a shit what tremors about it's got aliens called the ass blasters in it oh god okay that's all i wanted to mention they can fly through the power of flatulence (laughs) see this is why i didn't want to know what was in it sandro because now i less want to do it but also i was like all right because i want to do a spooky thing for uh, for october right start us off on a spooky note yeah and I was going to pick the truck one, but I like Tremors as a concept. I like the first one. Now, you say you've seen the first one a long time ago. Um, I've also seen the first one, but like a few months ago. Oh, okay. Well, you definitely are more up to date. Would you like to see the second one then? Well, that's what I was thinking. Like, Because yeah. you've solidly picked sequels this year. You've picked so many, so many sequels. Yeah, I just keep picking sequels. <laughs> look, look, I've watched a lot of movies. I'm drained. I did, ah, oh, and the other week I did watch the anime one. To be yeah. fair, the first one I'd say is almost better than the second one, so it wasn't too bad. A- and you watched an entire Crocodile Dundee trilogy this year? To be fair, the first one was pretty fun. 
I'd like to fair like a lot of the the sequels. It's usually the first one did well because it was a good movie, and then yeah. they made fucking trash yeah. afterwards. Exactly. And then you've seen the trash. You only know these franchises <laughs> as their trash forms, which is very sad. Which could be funny because if you only watch Tremors three after years and years and years, decades even, of not watching the franchise. Yeah, I barely remember the first one. It's like a horror film, but the aliens are, well, the monsters are like small sandworms. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like dune sandworms. I yeah. remember that because I was like, oh, that's like dune. Yeah, dune. it's like dune meets Jaws, I guess. Yeah, it's pretty great. All right, well, I guess I'll watch Tremors 2 and then 3 and then you watch 3. Yeah. And then we do an episode on it next week right here at Oldie But A Goodie. Wow. Ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da